Andrew just wanted to watch World Cup. Jeff Tails, another draft day. Nailed Lace it. Top five has 98. I got one just loves him some Kevin James. Fucking Kevin James. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. It's so bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. Oh, yeah. It's the history of bad This episode of Hobie is sponsored by Hello Jeff. Save 20% off your first meal box with promo code HobiePod. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun. And remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the history of bad ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Oh, welcome to the history of bad ideas, episode number 466, Mark of the Devil. Oh, 200 away. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. Uh, Blake. Take it down to the very last city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Now you very got song last city. Yeah, it's the very last city where the grass mm-hmm. is green and the girls are pretty. You got that song in my head. Before. All right, we're going to the very last city. Yep. What's its name? Paradise City. Oh. <laughs> it's very odd. Uh, anyways, Blake, welcome. Very good. Hello. Uh, it's a small group this week. Small. Brian is, uh, he was enlisted. Um, he actually has syphilis this week. So he'll be back next week. He was enlisted and has syphilis. Yes. <laughs> uh, he was enlisted in a lab study for syphilis. Oh, Sorry. okay. Uh, and Jim, uh, he is uh, forsaken us to be a golfer, and he was also suspended. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't come here. this week. Something about losing his balls. Yes. I can't make it this week. Yeah, you're suspended. You can't rent here. It's kind of like uh, Nick Aldis, NWA wrestler, not the rap group, the wrestler. Uh, he's been with them for years. He was a heavyweight champion them, for them for like three years. Uh, and he's In a like, row? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, he just wrote that his contract's up on January or December 31st. Mm. And he wrote, just to let everybody know, I appreciate my time at NWA. Uh, I'm actually, that's the one uh, owned by Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, um, so oh, I see. Not not Ice Cube. No, no, not Ice Cube. And he's like, um, I'm going to be a free agent. Uh, I'm going to fulfill my duties. You know, my contract. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm a free agent starting January first. <laughs> Literally three hours later, Billy Corgan, you're suspended. <laughs> you won't be at the pay per views or the wrestling events. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was just wow. <laughs> oh no, not that. So you're paying me to stay home. <laughs> okay. Suspended without pay. Suspended. With pay or with suspended pay. without pay? As a pay? Now, with pay. Which well, makes it even funnier. It's like, okay, I don't have to put my body on the line for two months at the holidays. Thanks. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> like, hey, I, uh, I'm going to be a free agent. You can't rent here anymore. Okay, fine. It is a business. I mean, I mean, think about it. You know, if you went into business, if you went into work and said, you know what? December 31st is my last day. I'm quitting January 1st. I'm going to go work for whoever I want. What, what would your business say? There'd be a two-month notice. No, they would probably say, oh, that's okay. How much vacation time do you have left? Eh, go ahead and take it. And by the, when you're done, you'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's your severance check. Yeah. 
Everybody just like the Nope. Every business I've ever worked for would mm-hmm. want me to work the very last hour. I just like the eh, you're suspended. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I suspended? Yeah, I mean the be- the best ones are where they let you take your vacation and you walk away. Yeah. And there are businesses that do do that. Yep. You know, you just gotta find those, Jeff. Uh, my, but hold on, you really want to stay though. <laughs> you want to work at the business and stay there until you put your own terms down. And uh, you find something new. The company you and I used to work at twenty years ago. Uh, <laughs> I put in for my two weeks, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, you can either take the two. We- uh, you're either going to leave today, mm-hmm. and they'll walk you out, um, or." You can go to East Bufu for a catastrophe and go work in the field <clears throat> 60 hours a day <laughs> for two weeks. Um, uh, I'll goodbye. Bye. <laughs> and it was late. They were like, uh, do you have a box? <laughs> they did. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's Labor Day weekend. I'm not working. I'm not going to like some town and small town in uh, Florida to work. Yeah. for tw- And you would literally and, work 17, 18 hours a day. And, you know, that's a gauge. For the quality of what company you're actually yes. working for. Yes. Well, the other one is if you have fiscal responsibilities, they don't want you, you know, let me say, uh, throwing money around where it shouldn't be going. Yes. So there is that risk as well. But normally that's like, okay, thank you very much. You know what? How much leave do you have on the books? No, oh, that's good. Why don't you go ahead and take that leave and we'll cut you your last paycheck. My biggest worry about that job that you and yeah. I used to work at was mm-hmm. uh, when you would go on those duties... Uh, for two weeks, you would get paid yeah. really good money. Yeah. I did not expect them to honor that. I was expecting them to pay me my regular salary, so that was another thing. I did not trust yeah. them. Because what what leverage do I have if I do it? They don't pay me the right money. What leverage what do, do, do I have? Yeah, you have no leverage. Yeah. Because so, you're already out the door. Correct. I was like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's the same. It, it depends if you have, uh, you know, fiduciary responsibilities. that They don't want you... Yeah fucking things up Correct. monetarily wise which is understandable but if they're a good company they'll be like okay how much leave do you have how many personal days sick days we'll just go ahead and take those we'll send you your last check see you it's, later and that's if you're leaving now if it's against your will and they say by the way you know uh what's the wrestler's name uh nick aldis nick aldis by the way you know we didn't want you advertising or saying that or doing whatever you want but, uh, okay, you're paid through, uh, what, December 20, 31st? Okay, stay at home, and here's your paycheck through December 31st. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Correct. Because basically he announced to everybody, eh, fuck this, I'm going to be a free agent, I'm going to do whatever I yeah. want, and you're not showing, quote-unquote, loyalty to the job. Yeah. Fuck that. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe you should, you know, learn to be a little more political in the future. Yeah, but that's okay. Not everybody... Wants to, so there you go. Speaking of next year, Cincinnati Comic Expo, September 22nd through 24th, come on down. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a booth for uh, career advice, Jason and yeah. I. Yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> we'll do mock interviews. <laughs> <laughs> mock exit interviews. There you go. <laughs> mock resignations. How should you handle your resignation? <laughs> uh, get your tickets at CincinnatiComicExpo.com in like three months. Uh, people going to be there. Uh, Ross Marquand. Uh, Hayden nope. Christensen. Nope. Uh, d- uh, d- uh, um, Archie Andrews. Um, the Frank Harp Zappa. Twins. Frank Zappa. He's dead. Uh, Harp Twins. Z- Harp Twins. Strange Harp Twin, I want to be your dad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Harlan uh, from Indiana. Uh, Zed Harp. Uh, Zed, Zeb Zappa. Is that one? 
No, there's no Zad. There's a Dweezil. Dweezil Zappa. How about Dweezil Zappa? There's he a might moon be unit. There. I can't guarantee. Moon unit? Yeah. Is that the daughter? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. What was the other one? Zed? I thought Zed no, Zappa. There was an Ahmet and a Dweezil. Ahmet, yeah. that's right. Didn't you have a show on like Spike TV or Comedy Central? It was on something. Mean. <laughs> yeah. That did not last long. No. Mm-hmm. No. So... Uh, but anyways, Matt Stryker, uh, Nick Aldis. Uh, why? Because Nick Aldis has nothing else better to do, I guess. He's a pretty Yeah, because champ. they have all those wrestlers. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, Martin Ball. So come on down. <clears throat> Probably none of them will be there, but Hobie will. Yeah, Hobie will be there, but yes. So <laughs> September 22nd through the 24th. We'll teach a ca- ca- class on civility and, uh, and exit yeah, interviews. That's right. And uh, is Richard Dreyfus coming back next year? I don't know. Well, I hope so. I don't think his wife will let him. Ah, moving on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see here. Um, we had a Twitter poll of the week before we get into the week that was. If Jason, uh, you can follow us at Hobie Pod, or no, what are we? Bad Ideas Podcast on Twitter. Huh. Uh, also on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. Uh, if Jason w- were placed in a Dungeons and Dragons game, which character would he be? We talked about this a little bit last week. We did. You put up the poll while yep. we were recording last week. Uh, in first, I'm sorry, the options are first, Sucky Bard, a terrible rogue, incompetent artificer? Artificer. artificer. Okay. An NPC, non-playable character. Uh, no. Non-player character. No, oh, sorry. Uh, in last place, tied terrible rogue and incompetent artificer at 14% each. And winning, this was a come-from-behind victory. NPC beat Sucky Bard 43% to 29%. Well done. So I'm an NPC? You're an NPC. Okay. Mm-hmm. We do have... Uh, let's see here. Um, hold on. I'm just looking here. We do have a response from Nikki at Pumazili. I'm listening far too late, but I think the multi-class option is correct. One level in Bard, one level in Rogue, and one level in Artificer. <laughs> I think he will be this class, fares miserably, and tries the other one. He keeps going until inevitably he is killed by his traveling companions. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I could see it. I don't like this class. I'm going to do another one. <laughs> I don't like that class. I'm going to do another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so there you go. Thanks, everyone. I... Uh, this weekend we were in Tennessee, and uh, I played a lot of Dungeons Dragons. Like, no, he didn't. You did? Yeah. You played Jeff none. got Jeff got me hooked up. Um, oh. I played. I was a bard. Uh, then I was a rogue. Then I was an art facer. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was exciting. Me and Brian played really good. We played four games. Mm. Um, the one time, how I was many a, how many uh, victories did you have? Six. Um, and. <laughs> Uh, one time they were asked us to be a vampire, mm-hmm. and I did, and I won with a vampire. Right, Jeff? Nope. <laughs> we did. Don't remember any of that. We did. We did. Um, we did play. Did you take your seven-sided die with you? Uh, 28 sided. Oh, it 28. was 28. It was really good. I see. Um, it was an exciting time. So that's well, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear you. It's a great time. Yeah, I, I found out that's how he wins at Dungeons and Dragons is he's rolling a 28 sided die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I got a seven. I got a twenty-seven. Ha ha! You suck. Ha ha! I don't know why you wouldn't take a bigger die into the battle, right? You're right. Everybody should take a D100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. so Blake, how are you? I'm recovering from my weekend. Where were you? Saint Augustine. Okay. How was that? It was a good time. Good drinking. Yes. I was under the horrible influence of 
Old fraternity brothers. Dr. Bednar? No, no, no. No Dr. Bednar. This oh. Is, these are older guys. Oh, okay. Old guys. Like 70. Yeah. Okay. 70, 80. Okay. Yeah. You, know. you never went to yeah. the fraternity with them. You just <laughs> caught on with these That's guys. Right. That's right. Okay. It was a good time. I too much bourbon. Did you call? I, I can't put the liquor away like I used to. That's no. for damn sure. I passed up on golf so I can recover <laughs> from the evening before. You know you drank a lot when you're reco- yes. when you're like I can't even golf. Forget yeah. that. Correct. Okay. Just let me sleep in and and on a weekend where you're consuming lots of alcohol. Who in the hell schedules tea times at seven thirty in the morning? Fuck that. Exactly. I mean, seriously, on golf in general. Seriously, fuck well, that. Yeah. But yes, seven thirty. I'm about to say that's my problem. I just always like too drunk or too hungover. That's why I can't golf. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your raptor arms don't help either. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or the fact that I suck at the game and don't care to improve. Yeah. But I, it was an educational weekend. I could tell you everything about the um, Castillo in, in uh, Saint Augustine and. Florida, you know, mm-hmm. how it went from, you know, Spaniard to British to Spaniard to American colony. Okay. You know, all that fun stuff. So it's like you're on a history podcast. Yeah. Mm. We need to find one of those for you to get on. Yeah, I know. I got all this uh, wonderful information of how, you know, East and West Florida were the 14th and 15th colonies. Mm-hmm. We forget about all that because we only count up to 13. That's true. Well, after 13, do mm. they count? Well, yeah, technically they did. I mean, they did count because there were 14 and 15. How many yeah. colonies were there? Well, 21? as I learned, at least 15. <laughs> 412, I yeah. think. I mean, if you, if, you count south, if you count south of the St. Lawrence River, you know, down to the uh, you know, Gulf of Mexico. You know what? Let me ask you this. The St. Lawrence Seaway, mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. I'm so effing tired of hearing about that thing. You know what? <laughs> That's a sentence I didn't think I'd ever hear. I'm so tired of hearing about the St. Lawrence Seaway. Oh, oh it's so great. You could take it from the ocean to the Great Lakes. Oh. Uh, let's just say this. Growing up. <laughs> Ooh, there's a Niagara Falls on there. Ooh. <laughs> Let me explain this. Every time in school, yeah. they would always talk about, well, the St. Lawrence Seaway. Oh, my God. I don't mm. care. Mm-hmm. I'm still resenting that from my high school and junior high days. I don't care about the St. Lawrence Seaway. I, I don't. the St. Lawrence Seaway would be more important in Canadian history than ours. You would think, <laughs> but no. I also took Ohio history, too. Yeah. And they talked about it up there. Yeah. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Canal this. Canal that. And Whoa. it was so important during the French and Indian War. Okay, Whoa. here we go. Oh, my gosh. Fucking St. Lawrence Seaway. I'm so tired of talking about it. <laughs> you heard about it you in a class 20 years ago. <laughs> 25. 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. You got that, St. Lawrence? You're on my list. St. <laughs> Lawrence Seaway. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> Was that like the uh, Chris Jericho list? Yes. You're putting the St. Lawrence Seaway on yours? Ryan's list in uh, the office mm-hmm. when he came back. <laughs> who, who owns the St. Lawrence Seaway? Is that like a 50-50 project between U.S. and Canada? Who the hell cares? Or is it like an Ohio River you know, scam where Kentucky actually owns it? I think it's more in uh, Canada, but some of the U.S. The U.S. owns some of it. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but to be honest, Kentucky doesn't own the entire river since they dammed it and law and put in the locks <laughs> and everything. The river has rose, but the uh, Supreme Court ruled that it was the original banks of the the Ohio. So when the river rose, Kentucky didn't steal the land from the other states. They still get. That's why yeah. Indiana is allowed to do their riverboat gambling on the <clears throat> Ohio River because they still own, you know, twenty feet into the uh, river or whatever. It yeah. Is. Now, no, I know, I know. We tried to give Toledo away, but there no, was an Ohio president that kept Toledo. We fought. You know, if for there was it. only a Michigan president in the office at the time, then we would have been able to, you know, give Toledo away. Toledo never had a lake catch fire to destroy its city, though, yeah. like Cleveland. No. No. River. Whatever. River, <laughs> not a lakefront. A and river no, caught on des- fire. It didn't ruin the city. It I mean, tried. It stayed contained in the river. That river was like, screw Cleveland, we're going to burn it to the ground. Yeah. And well, then it got, together, true. With, it got it, together with the St. Lawrence Seaway and said, right. how do we do this? That's right. And it, it was no New York love canal. No. I'll say that. No. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't have a cow burn your city down. That's right. <laughs> Those cows are pissed. Cows kicking over lanterns. Yeah. yeah. Give us a, they didn't give us a good stable. Time to kill it. Burn the city. <laughs> Fuck this lamp. Hey, Betsy. <laughs> they didn't give us a stable. They're going to send us to the slaughter yards. Burn. I'm kicking this lamp over. Fuck them all. Burn this motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> Moo. We're going to burn this motherfucking down. Burn this to the ground. Uh, that's what that song's uh, based on. Chicago. Yeah, that's what I knew what yeah. it was. Yeah, burn. I knew. I knew it. That's what the lyrics say. Let the motherfucker burn. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were just going to spend the next hour and a half talking about Saint Lawrence Seaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, t- at the very end of the Saint Lawrence Seaway, yes, yes, out past Nova Scotia, uh-huh. is Oak Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you it know, all connects. You know, all that treasure that was coming out of there uh-huh. ended up at Oak Island at some point in time. Yeah. That's is right. there treasure on Oak Island? I don't well, think there we're, is. We're going to find out later this month because it... Is it back? Season 10 starts out, baby. Oh, my God. I thought it would be like season 18 or something. Oh. It all depends on how you define treasure. That's right. Button lint. Or button lint. <laughs> Belly lint. Belly lint. Then, yes, there's plenty of treasure there. Buttons and bobbles. Buttons. Bobbleheads. And buried wood. Oh, my God. It's a Jason Kendall bobblehead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways... Uh, how did the Browns do this weekend? They Oak lose, Island, baby. We didn't lose this weekend. Did you tie? <clears throat> didn't tie this weekend. Win, and we didn't win this weekend. Oh, okay. They I, were they, they were on bye. <clears throat> oh, we were on a bye after that Bengal victory. We had to take a week off. I don't blame you. <laughs> on a surprising point, uh, Baker Mayfield looked really good for Carolina uh, in second half garbage time. Yeah, and uh, supposedly the Browns have now traded six <clears throat> first round picks to get him. So that's oh, the to bring him back. Yes, to bring him back. In, in case Deshaun <laughs> yes. in, in case Deshaun bombs or gets caught with another masseuse. Another? It's like a dozen more. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, one more. What am I thinking? He's at least two dozen. Him and the St. Lawrence Seaway can yeah, go to hell. That's right. <laughs> hey, you know what Deshaun's lawyer says? He made the list too. Happy endings aren't illegal. Oh jeez. <laughs> He's so stupid. Did he really I say that? Yeah, he did. Oh His my god. Attorney said that. Oh and that's when you're like yeah, can I can I cancel this retainer fee and put a deposit down for somebody else, please? <sighs> Jeff, how are you doing over there? Or or as one case, he's claiming it's unrequited love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, fell in love with one of the masseuses. No, one of the masseuses claimed to. Well, he says one of the masseuses fell in love with him 
Oh, she doesn't know her. it. She doesn't he rebuffed know her, it. and you know, and then you know, therefore, all these problems, you know, with her came out. You know, maybe twenty four of them fell in love with her. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say maybe I would believe him mm-hmm. if there wasn't thirty six other masseuse saying the opposite. Yeah, sometimes when there's a lot of smoke, there's a fire. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. You know, but you know, speaking of unrequited love, yes, that reminds me of Jason C. Brown. Yes, yes. Director to the stars. Director of the stars. Jeff, you saw a movie this weekend. Former Canadian of the year. I did. What was he in? Well, di- worked on. He worked on Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yes. And I tried sharing that story with you, but for some reason, Messenger was messing up. up. Well, what it is it. is you were sharing a story with someone who isn't sharing stories with us. But you should be able to share content, and that's Not, what I thought I was sharing. If you're you taking you the content from someone's page that doesn't share oh. with us, okay. then you can't share it with us. So, All right, so JCB's got to fix that. Uh, can we get Jason C. Brown on the, on the show? You know, I'll, I'll reach out to him and ask if he's got, yeah. got time to talk to us little people. Yeah. He doesn't have to be on for the whole show, like a half hour, 40 minutes. You we'll know. talk to him. Although he is a fan of the show. Yes. A podcast. It's on his IMDb page. It is on his IMDb page. Go see it, Jason right. C. Brown. Uh, he was an Avatar, uh, or worked on Avatar. Now, no, he also no. got to work on the sequel upcoming, right? Yeah. We think so. <laughs> so what do you think about uh, Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story? Weird was fun. Okay. It, uh, Which is what an Al based Yankovic on a true movie story. should be, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. And, and it was the true story uh, of how Weird Al got in his career and his love life true and, story. and all that stuff. What was his first um, mock hit? Was it My Bologna? My oh, Bologna. Um, I think another one rides the bus was his first hit. Another one rides the bus. Another one rides the bus. That's the one I think it was. Yeah, they just banged on his okay. accordion case for the drums. And, mm-hmm. And I will say, Rain Wilson made a great Dr. Demento. Really? Yes. I didn't know he was in the movie. He plays Dr. Demento in the movie. Dr. Demento. Does he do a good job, apparently? I mean, at first I thought, did they get the real Dr. Demento? Oh, that's Rain Wilson. Oh, cool. Do you you think he's uh, able to live off the residuals of the office? Any of those guys? I think unless they shit away their money, they should all be able to live off the residuals. Because okay. mm-hmm. Kevin from The Office, uh, well, he, he, he's making like a million on Cameo a year. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if he's making decent money, or is it just... Well, Rain Wilson is one of the, the named stars yeah. of it, you know, cr- name in the credits, so he obviously was going to get more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other guys... Ke- Kevin and everybody else are kind of like the others. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't... That's at least he'll get enough that it should uh, subsidize his income well. As long as he's not, you know, spending on cocaine and hookers. Can I um, do bullshit things for a million dollars a year? Yeah, I probably could. Yeah. But he puts (laughs) effort into his cameos. I'll give him props. Well, you should if you want to. You should if you want to make money. Yeah. Or else nobody would buy him. I see nothing wrong with that. You know, does he sell his own chili recipe? That would be great. He should put out his own chili. I believe there is a Funko Pop of him yeah. with the chili. That would be great. Mm. I believe there is. I, I think there is some recipe out there for Kevin's chili, but 
There is a recipe out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you see, maybe you should get out and market, market that and uh, sell it in stores. I mean, I know people would probably buy it. I, I think in a heartbeat. Mm, 10%. 10%. Uh, there is a Kevin Malone I'll take 10%, Funko Pop of him holding chili. That is pretty good. I like that. But he didn't cool. spill it yet. He didn't spill it yet. You know, but if still, the can spills, that would be even funnier. It's eleven ninety nine on eBay with six seventy five in shipping. <laughs> Just let you guys know. Um, I was watching G four TV on YouTube TV before it goes off the air, and um, well, I wasn't watching. I had it on in the background. Was working. Starcade <coughs> was a game show from nineteen eighty three where people would play arcade games against each other, and the points you get in the arcade games you add up after like four rounds, and that's yeah. who wins. Have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah. Was it Jeff Edwards? Yes. Was that the host? Yeah. He was like 70. Oh, yeah. He was old. He yeah. probably didn't understand the video games. But he, <laughs> but he tried. But it was funny. Like, you would have, like, it was open season. You would have a seven-year-old playing against a 35-year-old. And it was just weird. <laughs> like, my wife looked at it, and she's like, Hi, I'm... Hi, just come jump in my van over here, little boy. <laughs> I'm going to uh, fight you. But it was very creepy, but... I will beat you in Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though, because they got to pick their four arcade games beforehand, and then there was a mystery one. And it was great because you would see what they would win. One, The big prize at the end of the, the season, Ooh. the tournament, was a robot that you had at your house that you could program to pick up the newspaper and talk to you. <laughs> And it was... Was that like Rocky's robot? Uh, I think... No, 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 no. Not that big. Oh, okay. It, was, it kind of looked like a trash can. And it moved. And I'm like, how... <laughs> first off, I want to know how long it took in 1983 to program this. Like, how, you know, on your Commodore 64C. Like, how long would it take? Arrow up, arrow up, arrow up. <laughs> arrow right, arrow right, arrow right. Arrow left, arrows up, arrow up, arrow up, arrow Re- up. Repeat 5,000 times. <laughs> That would be it. Arrow back, arrow back, <laughs> arrow back. <laughs> and what does it do? Hi. <laughs> Damn it. But uh, they're like, it, and so they tried to show like the. Bitty, 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 bitty. What the fuck? They tried to show like it talk, and they're like, oh, Mr. Robot or whatever, please, uh, what would you like to say? Good luck to the con. Test dance. I'm like, oh my gosh. And they're like, it learns too. I was like, does it? Because this was 1983. I don't think it really is learning. 1983 AI. But it was fantastic. Uh, I will say most of the uh, games, uh, or most of the shows, at the end, you would win the arcade game, like an arcade game. So that was kind of cool. But uh, long story short. Too late. There's there's a lot of crappy arcade games. (laughs) They, they played. And I um, probably loved them all. Uh, zookeeper. Damn, I remember. Zookeeper. I can't even remember. Do not anything. remember Zookeeper. You had to run around like this square or rectangle and like mm-hmm. building bricks, and like there would be holes in it, and like animals would come out. You would have to catch them. Animals with the net. would come out, or little boys would go into the gorilla cage. No, they would not do that. That's uh, Harambe's revenge. Oh, that's coming to Xbox next there year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was a lot of bad. Buck Rogers. There's a Buck Rogers game. I don't even remember what Buck Rogers game would be. Uh, it looked like the Star Trek game and the Star Wars game, and it looked like <laughs> all of those. Uh, they did play Star Trek. I guess there was a the Star Trek game. You could, like, dock at yeah. one of the space stations and refuel. And 
Is that like Lunar Lander with that little fucking little Lunar Lander thing that's you, falling? You're like, shh, you, shh, you basically try and rotate it and land? You be, yeah, you did. And then there's other spots that you would shoot the bad guys at, the Klingons. But the best part is, like the one game I was watching, they're like playing the Star Trek, and the, they're like, well, this is like 10-year-old kid. How do you like Star Trek? I don't like it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay, well, you know, just do your best. Literally, he was dead within 10 seconds because he kept blowing up the space station that was trying to refuel him. <laughs> he just kept shit. And the, Jeff Edwards, the, uh, the host, is like, uh, you're blowing up the space station. You can't do that. Oh, he would blow it up. Then he goes to the next one, blows that one up. He's like, uh, you're shooting the space station. <laughs> you got 20 points. <laughs> Thank you. You're killing all the civilians. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a future serial killer right there. I like it. But yeah, uh, I would say go check it out, but G4 is now defunct starting tomorrow. No longer available. Well, geez, a bit late for that. I know. Well, I guess I can't go watch that now. Starcade, though, was fun if you can watch it on YouTube. So it was just kind of funny to see, like, the games. And then uh, my wife's like, don't you get mad at the kids for them watching YouTube of people playing video games now? Uh And I'm like, shit, I'm watching the same exact thing. They're playing video games. On the arcade. I no, it. it is not the same exact thing. These people are competing against each other in multiple games for a very short period of time. That is true. It's just not watching the one guy go out and well, it is, continue it, his adventure. It is pretty good. I saw a great meme about, you know, it was a Gen Xer thing saying, all you guys do is you sit around and watch other people play video games online. That's stupid. And then the retort was, what were you doing in 1982? And there's an arcade where a guy's playing an arcade game with 20 kids around him. <laughs> like, watching. Like, yep. like, we went outside <laughs> to watch that. We, went outside we actually had to leave the house to go watch video <laughs> games. Other people play video games. And you had to put a quarter on. <laughs> I'm yeah. next. That's right. You had to put a quarter on. You couldn't Yeah, buy you put a, a quarter on, like, meaning you were intending to play. Usually right. these kids watching aren't intending to play. They just want to watch. That's right. One of the games they played on Starcade was Tron. Yep. Uh, a really good game. <laughs> Every time he got sucked up in that what tractor beam thing, yeah. I love spinning the wheel. So his one arm would go, like around you know, I would in a circle. The one with the laser gun or whatever. Well, the, the host was like, "Oh, we don't know which one you're going to be, you know, playing." Yeah. And it gets into the laser cycle one, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, this is a great one." Literally, game's over in five seconds. The guy made him run into a wall. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Uh, Jeff, anything you watched? I sucked at the laser cycle. I could never get it to. I love the laser cycle. I, the other w- I, I would be the guy out. running into the wall within five seconds. Yeah. Arcade One Up, uh, the ones that make the home arcades like reasonably priced, uh, they have Tron out now. Yeah. So keep waiting for them to. Uh, they're really cheap no, on wasn't, NBA Jam. Wasn't there kind of like a okay. shooting at the core AI, yep. which was kind of like a... Um, it was like a Yars Revenge type thing. Like a thing. Yars Revenge kind of thing, but you're shooting it. Oh, no, it was kind of, it that? wasn't as good. You, like, you had a figure pointing his... Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a little thing you would spin around, yeah. a little finger pointing to shoot. Yep. yep. It's almost kind of like a little breakout. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There were four games that they had to play yeah. uh, <laughs> to beat it. Uh, so there you go. That was my exciting weekend. Cool. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Anybody? Hmm. No? Okay. Well, we did watch, like, the first season of Blossom. We did binge watch Blossom. Uh (laughs) Much better than we thought. Much better when you turn it into a drinking game. Yes. So what was the drinking game, Jeff? Anytime a uh, star celebrity or something... uh, From the future. 
Or even the past. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like Sonny Bono counted. Little Richard. Mm. You know, when whenever there was a, a celebrity or an actor who we noticed who went on to do other things, uh, guests, we had to take a drink. Yep. Yeah. Uh, shots, usually. Um, mm. But, yeah. Uh, Little Richard, we had, uh, who else was it? Um, there was a lot of good uh, ones. I'm not remembering any of them. Damn it. We had a lot of good ones. Toby Maguire was a kid in the background. <laughs> he was credited on there. Johnny uh, Galecki. Yep, Johnny Galecki was in there. <clears throat> um, but it was it was ahead of its time, I have to admit. Uh, Joey Lawrence, he was on there. Oh, yeah, he was always <laughs> on there. He was on the main. Whoa. But uh, Matthew Whoa. Lawrence and Andrew Lawrence were also on there, too. Oh, were they? They played Joey's character as younger versions oh. in the flashback or the episode. Gotcha. So go watch Blossom. It's on Amazon, I think. I think it was Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I watched news radio. Binge watched some news radio. Great show. Uh, And I think you had My Name is Earl on there sometimes. Yeah, we did watch some My Name is Earl. Great Um, show. If you haven't watched it, Jason, you should probably uh, watch it because it's fun. Fun fact, it was supposed to be named My Name is Carl. (laughs) No, it was always My Name is Earl, but Earl's name was supposed to be Carl. Oh, Carl. Because his father was Carl, and he was going to be Carl Jr. Mm. But there was a smudge on the paper, so the C looked like an E. Gotcha. My name is Carl. Carl! Um, speak of Carl, do you know uh, Blake? The Walking Dead is in its final season. I don't care. <laughs> the promotion for The Walking Dead yeah. is amazing. If you've only seen... One season or one episode, see how it all ends. It's what? like, well, somebody just tell me how it ends. <laughs> save my time. Save my time. Well, they're like BuzzFeed or one of them's like Variety. The shocking death this week in Walking Dead. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. No. <laughs> Zombies. Eh. I, I gave up caring several seasons ago. Yeah. I want to go back to watch it. So you're saying I was just ahead of the curve when I gave up watching it. No, you're smart. I had a <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, maybe I time. will go back and binge watch some Walking Dead. Yeah, there's some maybe. stuff that was cool, and then it just got dragged out and whatever. Hey, hey, you know we have that construction equipment right there that runs. Yeah, I think we should build a moat. <laughs> nah, you so, think we should put some spikes in it? Nah, we're just going to let it sit there. So better or worse than the drop off of uh, Game of Thrones? Oh. Um, I was more emotionally invested in Game of Thrones, so those last two seasons made me very, very angry. You, you know that one? Yeah, yeah, the best meme is, you know, where they're showing Jon Snow. You know, the best reveal is Jon Snow is actually Aegon Targaryen, which means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really was excited by second season of Walking Dead when they stayed on the farm for the whole fucking season. <laughs> Hey, uh, where's that little girl? She's in the barn. I'm going to go out on limb and say maybe you should check the barn. No, 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 no. We're not checking. Look at the barn. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. That old man says not to look at it. Oh, that seems that that seems legit. (laughs) You know the the uh, the Last of Us is coming out on HBO. Yes, January. Yeah. So what do you what do you think the excitement is for that as compared to The Walking Dead or Well the the Tales shocking of the news Walking is Dead Warner Brothers or, or Warner Brothers HBO Discovery whatever Fear it's called the Walking Dead. They already canceled it. <laughs> yeah. It's not even going to be on their network. Nah, it doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't oh. care. Hey, you know that show? Canceled. The, uh, the next to the last of us. I feel 
That's going to be the sequel. The sequel. I figure The Last of Us, uh, I'll watch it. I think because HBO will have like a set number of seasons. Yeah. Um, how, how many how many television shows or movies based off of video games have actually been successful? I don't. I think it's a low percentage, isn't it? Uh, Netflix is coming well, out. It's definitely Gear, low percentage. Here's yeah. a war movie that they've been trying to work on for like 20 years. Which one? Years of War. Oh. It's the Xbox one where you, well, you're oh. Marcus Fenix, you're attacking aliens, you can chainsaw their heads off. Yeah. Animated yeah, film. I, I purposely never played that game. That game wasn't bad, but mm. then like it was repetitive at, by the third game. Um, all right. All right. So movie I do want to see is the, uh, re- the remake or adaptation of All Quiet on the Western Front. That just came out, didn't it? Yeah, so it's a great book if you mm-hmm. never read it. It it's, is a good it's book. It's a short read too mm-hmm. because it's not super thick and yep. And it's uh, does a very good job of the the main character and, and what it's really like, short. which was which was the whole point of how it affects him, his life, and everything else. And you know the quote unquote non glorious part of war, which are led to be glorious, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, which was a, which is a big big theme in World War One. It's like, oh, you know, go do all these things for your country, you know, and you get there, and you you know, you, you like you, I did not sign up for this. like shit. You die. I mean, the whole history of World War One. If you go into the, you the sit number in the of deaths for two years and then die. Well, you, if you're lucky, you die before the end of two years because <laughs> those two years are, are pure hell. You know, but it talks about you know, kind of one of the interesting books that talks about. You know, uh, and kind of like post-traumatic stress and the, you know, the alienation of all that kind of stuff. Of you going back into a civilian society, not who, who don't understand what they're going through and what they're doing on the front. But, you know, so, he, so it is kind of cool. He goes back and he talks to like his uh, former teacher and students and they're all like gung-ho, mm-hmm. do the war stuff. And he wants to tell, you know, he's like, dude, it's not all that. Trust me, it's hell. You know, but, but I, I did read a review kind of like along as like, Great uh, war porn misses the entire meaning of the book <laughs> from the beginning. It's like great war porn, not what the book intended. And I was like, Ugh. short book, six yeah. hour long movie. <laughs> no, that's it. Keep you know Jackson did not do this one. Oh, okay. No, I am interested. Three out, in three three hour long episodes of the movie. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I do want to see it because I saw it came out. But you know they, you know the. The thing is, if you ever get the chance, it is a good book to read. Yes, I agree with you on that. You know, and the original movie was kind of a little more truer to it, but not maybe as exciting. Mm-hmm. But it did touch on a lot of the themes that, you know, the book was about. So, it, you know, they're like, so I saw they're doing, ooh, a remake. That'd be awesome. And, you know, uh, uh, I forget this uh, English professor wrote this piece about great war porn. Misses the point entirely. Like, Actually, it takes place in 2018, too. <laughs> really odd, really odd. Yeah, forget 1918, That's 2018. Right. That's right. You know, uh, it's you know, a the, different Western front. Right. Yes, not not to be outdone by the English in one long take in Dunkirk. They decided to do one continual take with the Germans, just, the, you know, just so they can one up the English. Uh, my son was talking about World War One, yeah. and he was talking to my wife and I just recently, and basically it came down to um, mm. why isn't that talked about as much as the Second World War. And because we were late to the show, and it was very Eurocentric up to a point until it started to affect us, which really wasn't that much, because at that time, you know, the international trade and everything else, mm-hmm. and, you know, of course, they were, so, you know, the U-boats came in, and they start sinking our, yeah. you know, commerce, and they're like, hey, what's up with that? You know, but um, Dan Carlin 
you know, hardcore history. He's got a great fucking long ass several episode podcast talking about, you know, the origin and how basically when the war first started, I mean, the French were still like in late 1800s uniforms Mm -hmm. when this shit broke out. And they were talking about, you know, just, just the long line that went for miles of the infantry before the invasion and how it took basically all day just to get everybody lined up <laughs> and then start moving. You know, I mean, seriously, yeah. the logistics is just insane or crazy with it. And, of course, all the, you know, the, the treaties, the, the nationalism, the, everything that, you know, goes into it. it it's such a complicated war, mm-hmm. really. And it's great to, you know, read about the strategies and, you know, well, let's do the, and how they got entrenched and then how to break the trenches and the, you know, the new technologies, the planes, the tanks. Because there was a lot of new technology. Yeah, they didn't know how to use it correctly. Correct. You know, and then, you know, they start adapting everything to it. And the reason the Americans don't know as much too about it, yeah, we just showed up for the uh, last two hours of the party. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, here's our beer. Great. We're running out. Well, the other comment, (laughs) the one comment. No, that's basically it. (laughs) You know, the one comment that my wife and I also had was you also have to realize not only was it very Mm -hmm. Eurocentric, but it also nobody. And this is not mean, but like there's nobody left in that war that's alive to talk about Mm -hmm. it. Right. World War Two, you still have some survivors left. And I think that keeps it on the forefront. And and it's everything in our history, at least over here right on our side. Is through the American eye lens. Yeah. It's through our tele it's through our eyeglasses. Yeah. Looking at that. I mean, a lot of Americans don't understand about the Eastern Front in World War II. Yeah. And just how crazy Barbarossa, Operation Barbarossa was, that the Germans pulled that off. And then how they could get basically to Moscow and Stalingrad and and just the atrocities and everything that just happened in between. You never hear that. No. I mean, there's their battles. Were two, three times, four times more infantry involved, and much more horrific than our stuff. We we just focus on our stuff because mm. oh look here we are. We did all this stuff. We built up for two years. Russia keep losing people. We just hold them there, and then we land. It's a success, and we push. We get a little push back, and then we run through, and we're like oh look how great we are. You know when it run again, yep. same thing. We're late to the party. You know here's our beer. Woohoo! We're saved. You know, you know if the you know the Japanese eventually brought us in with Pearl Harbor, but yeah, you know you, it's interesting if you look at that back up too. Yeah, we got I, a ride here from a Toyota. <laughs> they brought us. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, just just going into it, they they thought Yamamoto was insane with that battle plan and yes. attack, and and it's just you know a lot of history is just luck because what right place, ha- right time, or wrong place, right time, or what would have happened know, if kind of Pearl Harbor didn't happen. Like, the Japanese were like, nah, fuck it, we're not doing it. Yeah. I think it was inevitable, but... It was inevitable because we were, we were cutting off all their energy and we are yeah. cutting out all this stuff, and, you know, they got to the point where they thought they had to do something in order or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, you read about, you know, the, the Eastern Front, and it's just insane. I mean, you... But same thing with the... the a lot of, a lot of like, I do... A lot of stuff that... I, a lot of the stuff I know is because I've listened to Dan Carlin's 15-hour podcast, 20-hour podcast mm-hmm. on this stuff over a course of a year and a half as he puts stuff on. He likes to go in all these different books and he'll read passages. I mean, he likes a lot of the first person soldier experiences mm-hmm. where they talk about, you know, the horrors of war and the atrocities and you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's the good news is though, after world war one, the Germans mm-hmm. learned their lesson <laughs> and they just, they were fine after that. 
Yeah, that young, that one Adolphus painter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, as you said, you know, why do we talk so much about World War II more mm-hmm. than World War One? also is World War Two has a one specific evil enemy person mm-hmm. that everyone points at. It's like, it's Adolf Hitler. He was evil, blah, blah, blah. Everybody well, else. a couple. Everybody There's else. the Axis powers. Everybody else was yeah. helping Adolf. Germany, I mean, Japan, Italy. Yeah. But, but Adolf yeah. was the guy. Where, like... And the little guys. Uh, the, the bad guys were right. the people we fought against, but... I Adolf mean, was Palpatine correct. and Darth Vader rolled into I mean, it was, You it are was correct. Just it, a big fucking mess of correct of, uh, Japanese Empire, the German, you know, you know, fascists. You're right. It's a bigger evil. We are more involved in it, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas World War One, we stayed out as long as possible, going, "Look, you guys, you guys are fucking this up. We don't want to do anything." <laughs> Until we eventually, you know, Woodrow yeah. Wilson, you know, breaks the isolationist, you know, foreign policy. And, and you know, a lot of people, even at that point, still didn't want to go to war. Oh, I think it, more didn't than did. The world was much bigger and farther away. Yeah. You know, 20 years later, 30 years later, it's, it's shrunk and it's more impersonal. And as you said, you're right. It's the evils were readily identifiable, whereas and the first one is just different alliances between... Yeah. Who it is and who you happen to sign an who, alliance with oh, and, uh, five years earlier. Yeah, now and, all of a and, you're, and who do you, who do you happen to line up with uh, through colonial history and identify with better? <laughs> so basically, you know, so, so basically they were rehashing their high school days in World War One. Like, who was I friends with back then? Yeah, you know, who did I not like? Yeah, who was in the other clubs that we hated? That guy, that guy That's hit right. me on the golf team. Who, who are who are the greasers and who are the straights? You know. <laughs> That's right. Who are the you're sharks and the Jets? Oh, I but, hated the French club. Yeah. But but you're right. We just we just we just showed up with that extra can extra six pack of beer to save the party in World War One. Whereas in World War Two, we were the heroes on yeah. the you know coming in to save the day, more or less. And Canada, yeah, like Canada, yeah. and very much again, you know, American centric, yeah, you know, perspective. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So to make There's a, your a history. long history story short, hey, we're a history podcast. Look at that. And uh, to farther, uh, uh, before we get into the listener feedback, yeah. fuck the uh, St. Lawrence Seaway. <laughs> uh, Blake, let's do some listener feedback. Sound for listener feedback. The bomb listener feedback. The bomb listener feedback. Ooh, who's it sponsored by? Hello, Jeff. Oh, oh what's hey. in the food this week? Pop tarts. Oh, what kind? Uh, pumpkin spice. Nope. Snickerdoodle. Oh, Snickerdoodle. Oh. We are trying Snickerdoodle Pop Tarts this week. We got an advanced box. Yes. From Hello Jeff. And mm-hmm. um, it doesn't look bad. Very, very breakable. Like the, Yeah, crumbly. The crust is very crumbly. Very crumbly. There's no icing on apart. top. There's no icing. I, I, no. But there is like cinnamon and sugar sprinkled on the top. Sugar. I like icing on top of my Small Pop Tarts. Small sugar grains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The edge is very dry. Very. Uh-huh. So let's hope when I get a piece with some of the middle filling, it's not quite as dry. Uh-uh. uh uh-huh. Good podcasting here. Um, mm. It's okay. Very dry, though. You're very, right. Very dry. You need milk or something. Yeah. yeah. Like to dip it in, and it would crumble. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm going to have to clean the table up because this thing crumbles so easily. I know. I mean, I guess there's snickerdoodle taste in it. 
But I don't think it's like overwhelming snickerdoodle. By snickerdoodle taste, you mean cinnamon sugar? Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, the, the cookie the cookie part doesn't really give me a cookie feel. No, no, very disappointing. Pop tarts do better. Come on, you can, you can do better. I did not get a taste of eating snickerdoodle with this. That's just my thought. Blake, what do you got for news of the game? Or what do you got? Listen to our feedback. Uh, we start with that one guy. Number one fan. A pans. Can't give yourself a nickname. Big D. Uh, Dad. Formerly known as. There you go. He says, uh, Dear Abby. Oh, wait. Dear Abby answered this question, but I need Hobie's take on it. Jason has article. I do. Uh, so Doug sent me this article, and he wanted our take on it. So let me get this here. Dear Abby, I'm a middle-aged man, married man and father of two. Although, although I work as a banker, I'm also an aspiring pianist. I've practiced two to three hours a day for many years. My music is unique, unlike anything you've ever heard. Ooh, <laughs> okay. My wife of 18 years does not appreciate my music. She never comments on it, never pays a compliment, and never supports me. I do receive praise from my transcriber, my recording editor, my audio engineer, strangers, friends, my parents, and my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> I'm tempted to call our marriage quits, but divorce, as we all know, is messy, and she's a good mother and homemaker. <laughs> okay? Something else that makes me want to leave is that I'm good with the ladies, and in the past, I've had more than my share of female companionship. The combination of a wife who doesn't appreciate my art and the temptation of once again being the stud I was after I go through a minor makeover and some weight loss, uh, and resuming those wonderful adventures, it's enough to, uh, incentive to end my marriage. Your thoughts? Uh, the other thing is, once I hit my music starts hitting the streaming platforms, I expect great things. But since my wife... <laughs> since my, this is a real article they put. Since my wife is indifferent to my artistic pursuit, I'm conflicted about whether I should remain married to her or risk a lot by getting a divorce. Please help me make the right decision. Music maker in the eat. I feel sorry for his wife. Uh, dear music maker, you're full of shit. <coughs> I'm hoping your wife realizes this and gets rid of you. <laughs> and I like, after a minor makeover and losing weight, I'll be the stud that I was. But she's a good mother and homemaker. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I think this article was written in 1985. So what's our... Oh, geez. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's recent. Oh, I was going to say, what was the actual result? <laughs> uh, she's oh. like... She basically is <laughs> like, you're full of shit. Her name was Kanye West. No, way. Uh, the answer from Dear Abby was, in short, you should keep with her because she obviously loves you. Puts up with your shit. And maybe you should, before jumping into that divorce and thinking you're a stud, maybe you should see if your music actually does hit. <laughs> I was like, wow. It's such a nice But answer. I want to dump her before I'm rich, so I don't have to pay her as much. <clears throat> but right. if music is very unique. Yeah. <laughs> very. And once it hits the streaming platforms, it's going to take off. Uh, because you know how many concert pianists are top of the iTunes chart for music. Tons. Tons. Dear Abby, I'm a middle-aged man, and I want to be a YouTube star. <laughs> I play video games all day. Yeah. My wife says, get a job. Should I leave? <laughs> I, know I'll be, I know I'll be famous. I just got to lose weight and get some makeup. Or get and some get cosmetic surgery. And I need viewers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need likes and viewers. <laughs> I need, like, two million viewers. Anybody help me? Oh, wait a minute. I need talent. 
but I play video games all day. What was the guy's name? Uh, Music Maker in the East. Music Maker in the East. I suggest you start an uh, OnlyFans page and just take pictures of your butthole and put them up for sale. (laughs) Or toes. Or toes. Toes. Uh, So, yeah. toes. What's up? Butt toes. That's right. Butt toes. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Speaking as successful podcasters, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> hold off. Don't get divorced. <laughs> and just hold off. You know, Jason, <laughs> I, I think you should consider getting divorced before the podcast money really starts rolling in. Yeah. Uh, th- that would be good, but my wife is in control <laughs> of the money. I don't know. <laughs> and, and the best part, since we don't have a uh, uh, visual to go with the audio, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about losing weight or getting cosmetic surgery. No, no, they're fine. Yeah. On the funny side, uh, I did used to work with somebody years and years ago. Uh, still, not when they were popular. Uh, she quit her job to be a blogger. She thought she was going to be famous. Oh, God. And uh, that was like when blogging was not popular anymore. Yeah. It was still recent enough. And um, she ended up buying a second blog, like from someone. And now she works customer service. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, Long story short. Blogging is something you can do on the side while you maintain a paying job. Yes. And then if it blossoms into something, then you, you know, cash The best in. part is she would have top 15 sites to visit in Italy. I've never been, but this is a good article. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so all it was was sharing articles. Yes. yes. Like, you mean like yeah. what everyone does on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. So basically what she should have done was uh, wait for OnlyFans and start selling pictures of her butthole. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Butt toes. Butt toes. Butt toes. Uh, what else you got, Blake? Uh, I was going to make uh, intern Brian read his own damn feedback, but I'll read it for him this week because in two weeks we'll forget. Yep. Since you didn't read my top five worst items to get for trick-or-treating, here it is again. Five Smarties. Mm, four. Love them. Dum-dums. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, dum-dums aren't great to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do, I do see what he was doing. Smarties, Dum Dums. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see? get it. Oh, oh he's oh, yeah. being more clever yeah. on me. Plain M and M's. Eh. No, I agree. Plain M and M's are terrible. I like the yeah. peanut butter ones. I'll eat them all. I don't give a fuck. I'll eat them. But if I'm eating the plain, I have to put something out, like eat them with really? peanuts or with uh, what do you call it, uh, the Reese pieces or something. Oh, okay. Ah. I like to, you know, randomly reach into the little bag and see what colors are left, you know, when I'm done. Oh, like, what is the last color? And the last color, last M&M, that color wins. Uh-huh. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, like everybody else said, those orange and black things. Love them. Give they them look all like dried wood. It, it's peanut butter taffy. <clears throat> I mean, come on. Speaking of taffy. Speaking of taffy, number one, pink Starburst. It's garbage taffy. How dare you? Well, pink red ones the good. worst flavor. No, red. Red is good. Pink no, is red, good. Red's the best. Pink's the worst. Mm-mm. Red, yellow, orange, pink. Oh, yellow's the worst. Oh, yellow's great. Mm. We should do a top five. <laughs> of the four flavors. Oh, you're that. on my list. You took it off my board. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, from Canadians of the Year, a Canadian of the Year, mm-hmm. Jason is my cocaine. My cocaine. Is the number one Halloween costume in Canada. Yes. What other costumes do you think were in the top sellers in Canada? Fake news. Moose? I said fake news. No, moose. Fake news. I'm giving you the answers. Oh. Moose. Beaver. Like a two-headed, oh. uh, two-part moose. Beaver. <laughs> um, Mounties. Mounties. Seals. <laughs> Jailed Freedom Trucker. 
No, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> hockey player, um, with or without teeth, doesn't matter. Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right is a good one. Great movie with Brandon Fraser. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Dudley Do Right versus just a Mountie. Um, well, they both have success rates of. So never mind. Uh, for the women, Penelope. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else. What else is up there? Sap. Sap. Not Warren Sap, but like Sap from a Tree Syrup. Oh, Maple Syrup Collector. Yeah, there you go. Lumberjacks? Lumberjacks? Yeah. Uh, what else is up there that we can make fun of that's stereotypical? Mm. Um, oh, yeah, stereotypes. I mean, you can make fun of America because, well. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Uh, lost British Explorer from the 1800s? Wait a minute. Is that on Oak Island? No, that's oh. I think he's referring to the... British explorers who got lost in Canada, like lost and died and looking Henry for the Hudson Northwest, and looking for the Northwest Passage. Yeah, uh, the worst one is the St. Lawrence Seaway costume. Oh. Fuck that thing. Fuck that thing. Michael Moore. There's a Michael Moore costume. Oh yeah, they love Michael Moore. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, there's also a Joshua Jackson costume too from Dawson's Creek. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. And Deadpool. Yeah, it's a good call. You know the uh, Michael J. Fox uh, suit and mask worked mm-hmm. out pretty well. Did. Did. Never mind. I'm not saying it. Moving on. Uh, we're going to the next question from uh, Superiority Complex next week when everyone's here. Um, okay, good. Because I had a lot of problems coming up with something other than Gringo Dingo. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get it next week with the question. Uh, this part of uh, free advertising and listener feedback is sponsored by <laughs> Steve at Everything I Learned from Movies, E-I-L-F-M. He says, uh, are you excited for the EILFM Cock Rings next uh, Comic Expo? What? Yeah, from Jim's Care Package. Oh. No Nut November. That's true. Um, uh, I'm not excited about that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are excited. I don't think anyone's excited about it. (laughs) They're not used, so that's good. You can promise that? No. It's going to give for hymns a a lot of run for their money. That's what I heard. Uh, Jim is in bed right now, just crying <laughs> for no, no, and he's lost all his balls. That's right. No, actually, that's not what Steve said. Oh, what he said? Steve actually said, "Are you excited for Dinovember over at our podcast? Uh, everything I, I learned from movies." Yes, go listen to Stephen Izzy. Uh, their favorite one is Carnosaur. They liked it better than Jurassic Park. Uh, so just go ahead and listen to that. <laughs> So by it being Dinovember, does mm-hmm. that mean it's Democrat in name only? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was about Jurassic Park shit. They're doing um, Bullworth. Uh, they're doing uh, wag the wag the tail. <laughs> head of, uh, yeah, wag the uh, wag the dog. Wag the dog. Wag the dog. Yeah, that's, that's, sorry. Wag head of state. <laughs> head of state. You know this song. Um, I don't know what another one is. Uh, true colors. Yeah. True. True colors. Color. Primary colors. Primary That's colors. It. Primary colors. I like true, true colors, colors better. <laughs> true colors shining through. <laughs> I see your true colors. I don't know where I saw it. Yeah. Uh, um, next week, Steve yes. at EILFM mm-hmm. with uh, Hobie promo code for Izzy is a uh, muzzle featuring Jason's mouth on the outside. <laughs> Right. No, normally we just call those like ball gags, but if you mm. want to call it a muzzle, go ahead. Mm. Mm. The well. Gibbs' favorite uh, article of clothing. Mm. 
Uh, finally, we're going to wrap this up with uh, that one guy, Professor Number One at DR Number One. He says, uh, what uh, celebrity are you surprised that is still alive? Last week, I would have said Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... You know what I'll say? Because it just came up a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Henry Kissinger is still alive. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's right, because they did a 60 Minutes interview with him. Oh, no, Good Morning America. George Stephanopoulos did an interview with him last year, or earlier this year. That's right. And it, my wife wow. and I were like, oh, my God. That that went over about as well as you think. It would go over <laughs> with a 205-year-old man. Oh, was he was he the mastermind strategist for the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan? Uh, he's like, <laughs> And God bless him. But, like, it's not a good interview. <laughs> Please explain yeah, that to us, old. Henry. Yeah. Aww. Well, he, he was like... I thought the, you were going to say, please explain my joke. Oh. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll spare thing, you. Kissinger was like, when he was young, was like the driest speaker yes. out there and monotone with the, the heavy accent. That 112 years with. later is not nice yeah. to him. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, and there was that whole Cambodia scandal. Allegedly. In Laos. Allegedly. I don't think it's allegedly. I think it is. But anyways, America, America. Uh, so there you go. I'm with you, uh, Henry Kissinger. I, you know, we had a discussion. Mel Brooks is still alive. Yes. And he's going to be 100 like in he's, four years. He's yeah. 96 years old. Uh, I'm going with uh, Steve Martin. And I like him. But like, yeah, I always expect. <laughs> what? He's not that old. Just because he went about? prematurely gray. He seems like he's been around for a long time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, Lauren Michaels, can we do that? Yeah, sure you can. Okay, um, those are my good picks. <laughs> uh, Artie Lang, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. If you uh, want to call what he's doing living, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'm uh, Artie Lang's a good one. Mm. And they got the yeah. typical Mick Jagger, Courtney Love, you yeah, know. Uh, Jared Leto, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Keith Richards, obviously, yeah. yeah, correct. He's in that Artie Lang category. You know what? Another one. Steven Tyler. Like yeah. I, I mean, I'm shocked that guy's still alive. <laughs> and Paul McCartney, in all honesty. Yeah, he's, he's you know. Well, what about I, Ringo? Uh, he was the oldest Ringo, of the Beatles, and yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, but he looks good. <laughs> yeah, he still looks pretty good. Yeah. He looks like he's still got a... Is Ringo the one that looks like George Carlin? Sure. If you, if you mean they With both hair? played Mr. Yeah. Conductor yes. on Shining Time <laughs> Station, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Just making sure. No, no, Jason. There's only one monkey left alive. Oh, last train to Clarksville, and you'll Mickey meet Dolan's. you at the station. Which, according to at the Beatles Festival, because Mickey Dolan's was on the uh, Peace Cruise, mm-hmm. which is a big thing that's tied to the Beatles Festival, '60s music. You know the uh, uh, so talking to people that have met Mickey Dolan's on the cruise. Uh, you know, apparently, allegedly, not a very nice guy. Yeah. I see, like, and, and an awful drunk. A mean drunk. I can see him being that. bitter. I can see him being bitter. Yeah. I'm the last monkey alive. Why? <laughs> Why, God? Why am I the last one? <laughs> I was the biggest star in the world. 1967. <laughs> Big star in the world. Now in the world. In the world. I had a good seven years. <laughs> But then, man, think about it. If you're a you know octogenarian stuck on a cruise, what the fuck else are you gonna do except drink? <laughs> Correct. You know, and get laid by the ninety year old chicks. 
<laughs> well, you could be that terrible comedian that was on the cruise we went on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, Shecky Green called. He wanted his jokes from the 30s back. <laughs> you know, speaking of bad jokes, we were in Tennessee, and they are the zeitgeist of pop, co- pop culture. I will say that. Um, they had a Red Skelton uh, theater uh, act, <laughs> like a theater show. Uh, Red, Red, Skelton. Red Skelton back in the day. It was funny and popular. Man. Was he? Yeah. He was popular and funny. It's funny and popular time. in the 50s. For so his time, yeah. So We're now what? in the 2020s. <laughs> and Who is seeing this? That's yeah. what I want to know. Humor may be a little different this? 70 years later. Who is seeing this show? That's what I want to know. The octogenarians? <laughs> Are they? <laughs> People like who watch whole... documentaries? <laughs> <laughs> About Red Skelton? <laughs> About Red Skelton? <laughs> you know, that Red Skelton was pretty good back in the day. Um, bring back vaudeville. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello my, my darling. Hello, my right time gal. gal. <laughs> so good to see you. So good to meet you. Good man. <laughs> what the fuck's going on today? <laughs> <laughs> Another obscure vote. <laughs> Another obscure <laughs> reference for the millennials and the Z generation. Oh, yeah. There's that frog from the CW. No. No. <laughs> 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 it wasn't that. Uh, no, because the frog was from the WB. That is true. <laughs> the WB. Oh, um, I heard. I heard they're talking about Paramount's talking about getting rid of uh, uh, CW. They are apparently they said it hasn't been profitable since 2006. Uh, they've canceled every show on there, <laughs> and they're like, "We're going cheap." They just canceled. Whose line is it, anyways? That cannot be that expensive of a show no. to <laughs> film. <laughs> we paid Wayne Brady. Quarter of a million. Everyone else, hundred thousand. Eh, it's too expensive. It's not like you're adding like new scenery. It's the same problem. I mean, you know, improv truly isn't really improv because you practice so much, you just go into bits that you've created yeah. before with everybody. Correct. But, um, it, but it still takes a level of talent. I like the show. It's it, enjoyable. Though, yeah. It's a good. Oh, it is twenty funny. minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes you hit it out. Cool, because sometimes you'll yell herpes at them, and they'll have to act out herpes. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. So here we go. Red Skelton hey, Tribute Theater. My cocaine. My cocaine. Uh, Red Skelton Tribute Theater. Brian Hoffman's Remembering Red, a tribute to Red Skelton, the longest running show at the Westin Las Vegas Hotel Casino. Well, you know it's great now. Is now performing in beautiful Smoky Mountain state of Tennessee. Pigeon Fords, this is ex- this is capitalized and underlined. Not extremely. At, not at Dollyland. No. Right. Pigeon Forge's extremely family friendly comedy friendly family friendly comedy show is a hilarious blast from the past and fun for all ages. I just flew in and my arms are tired. <laughs> Woo! Take my wife, please. <laughs> I'm trying to see how much the tickets are. Oh my goodness! Oh, 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Who's going to a 2 p.m. show? On the octogenarians. I mean, it's right, right before dinner. Forty dollars well, our ticket. Well, if he's opening for Mickey Dolan's, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Last train to Clarksville, and I'll meet you at the station. Oh, it's the octogenarians going for Mickey Dolan's, and I guess it's the nonagenarians going for Fred uh, for there's Red a, Skelton. There's a 10 a.m. Saturday show. <laughs> what the fuck? That's dinner time. That's blue plate special. Forty dollars a I ticket. I haven't woken up it's yet. Pre nap. It's pre-nap performance. 
And at, as an added bonus, come early and enjoy a half-hour pre-show video featuring celebrities not here <laughs> from silver screen cars, games, and toys, the company with music from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I remember Red Skeleton. Star of the world. Biggest star in the world. If you get a VIP preferred seating and autograph photo, it's $40. Wow. My Ooh, dog. Red Skelton's autograph? My <laughs> Just have a corpse. Here's a nervous <laughs> hand. My dog, Blue. <laughs> you know what? Fix it with duct tape. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that's it's red, a, green. Oh, no, yeah, it's a, oh, that's uh, red, 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 red skeleton, say. <laughs> I'd rather watch Red Green than Red Skelton. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I've seen Red Green. I'd still rather watch Red Skelton. Mm. Correct. I know about oh, that. you know what? That wasn't on the Canadian costume list. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're going to skip the next question. Or should we do the next one? No, we're done. Oh, okay. That's it. How about riddle me this, Jeff? Give me a riddle me this. Uh, oh, do we have no, music we don't. for that? Just, oh. just make up some music. We got a hockey game? Yep. <laughs> Riddle me this. Somebody sends in a movie, book, whatever, a cast of characters, and we have to replace them with other characters, but we do it as a group. Reca- this is from Dev. <sighs> Recast Multiplicity, the t- uh, Michael Keaton film, where he makes clones of himself. With Ryan Reynolds' characters. I'm assuming I was confused each by this. Clone each is a clone is a Ryan Reynolds yes. character? Yes. Yeah, because I had a hard time coming up with something. Well, who's know. the smartest? Because they get dumber as they get, make more and more clones. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because, you know, when you make a copy of a copy, it's nowhere near as good. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what the whole joke of multiplicity was. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Ryan Reynolds himself, the real actor... He plays himself. That's nope, the it smart characters. Version. Oh, it's characters. Sorry, it's characters. Um, How about the uh, the guy from uh, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place? You think he's the smartest? Oh, he yeah, actually, was a doctor yeah. or studying to be a okay. doctor. Then the e- next... either that or Van Wilder because he's been in college for seven years. So no, he's no, very no. I'm going with the doctor. That's a good one. And then the next one is Andrew Paxton, the proposal. He was a pretty smart businessman in that. Uh-huh. No, no, he wasn't a businessman. He was a uh, con artist. Uh, uh, no, in the proposal. Yeah, he uh, was worked at the publishing. Oh, thing. yeah, that's right. Sorry, my bad. Mm. Okay, so his never dad mind. wanted him to take over the family business, but he was working in the publishing industry. Fine, trying to get his book published. He was writing a book. Chris also. Brander in Just Friends with Amy Smart. Okay, so that's the next round. You'd have to rank Deadpool up there. Is he smart though? Yeah, I don't know. Everything I read about him in the comics is nice. witty. In the well, movies, yeah. fine. We'll would do the, Deadpool. With the where would the Green Lantern character come in? Well, in? I don't think we, they, we can fit all of his characters. There are only like four. Yeah, I would do Hal Jordan above Deadpool. Hal Jordan's smart from Green Lantern. Um, what about? I mean, I know for the the one at the end or something. The dumbest. Know, yeah, who would you put for the dumbest? Hannibal King from Blade Trinity. He wasn't dumb. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, the movie was. Yeah, I was Guy from Free Guy. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that, I like one. that one. Yeah, yeah. But it, he would probably be the last. I'll give you that. An innocent kind of, yeah. 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 And how about Richard from Smoking Aces? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I mean, that, 
Okay. I'm just giving you options. I like smoking aces and all, but I don't think I would choose that character. Okay. Let's see. So we got uh, we got four of them right now. And Guy is the last one. So I guess put, Deadpool could be green after Green Lantern. So we're putting Berg first? Yep. From t- Two Guys and a Girl. Followed by Green Lantern. Followed by Deadpool. Followed by Guy. That's how you want to do it? I was going to do Chris Brander from Just Friends right below uh, Two Guys and a Girl. All right. So are we adding multiple more clones? In okay, that? there's only four. There, there are only four, as far as I remember, in multiple. Okay, then the, you're correct. Then your choice is correct. Okay, there you go, Dev. Well, so we are, are you putting Chris Brander in? And no, he's out. out. One of he's the out. superheroes because uh, I'd be fine leaving out Hal Jordan to be honest. Okay, let's leave out Hal Jordan. Fine, then Deadpool. So Berg, mm-hmm. Chris Brander, mm-hmm. Deadpool, Wade yep. Wilson, and Guy. Yep. There you go, Dev. Did like we that you. did we do good? I'm sure. I'm sure he'll correct us next week if we didn't. That's right. Uh, Jeff, give me news of the geek music. Da dum da dum dum dum. News of the geek music. Uh, per Variety, Peacock. Hey, we still have a streaming service. Has given a straight to series order for Friday the Thirteenth prequel, currently titled Crystal Lake. Pass. Exact plot plot details are being kept under wraps. Others describe. Well, we already know what happened. Correct. Well, no, no. Counselors were screwing around or sun drowned. But, but apparently they can't have Jason in this because they don't have the rights to Jason. That's Correct. still up in the air. They're still fighting yeah. if they can but get But they can still get Jason's Jason. mom. They get Jason's well, yeah. mom. Jason's mom. Well, I have to. Uh, the show will be written by Brian Fuller, uh, who was a show. Um, he did, and also Victor Miller, um, who penned the original film in the franchise. He will executive produce. Uh, quote, Friday the 13th is one of the most iconic horror franchises in movie history, and we are dying Ba-dum-bum. to <laughs> revisit the story with the upcoming drama series, Crystal Lake, said Susan Rovner, chairperson of entertainment content for NBC Universal Television and Streaming. Quote, we can't wait to get to work with Brian Fuller, a gifted visionary creator who I've had the pleasure of being a longtime friend and collaborator with. Uh, one of the few people also that has not been accused of being a horrible person. Um, let's see here. Miller and Toberoff. His attorney were previously involved in a lengthy court case in an attempt to obtain the rights to the original film's screenplay for Miller. Second Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in Miller's favor in 2021, giving him, giving him the U.S. rights to the screenplay. Miller and Toberoff have non-exclusive foreign rights as well by bringing in Barzman, the project, has access to all of the other elements from the films. So they do, if they bring in the other... Winner, uh, they, they have, can do everything. They have to bring in somebody else to give his. Uh, yeah, that's how that's working. So the other original, the original Friday Thirteenth was released in 1980. Jason is a child who drowns at Camp Crystal Lake. His death leads his mother Pamela to seek revenge against the counselor she blamed for her son. But you don't know it's her. Here's impressive. Until the end. In 1980, it grossed nearly 60 million against a reported budget of 550 thousand. Uh, that was actually, it was like one of those uh, cultural movie moment deals. Yep. I mean, it started, it, it kind of like too. started the whole slasher thing in the eighties, didn't it? Uh, Halloween, Halloween did in seventy. Halloween, okay, seventy. Halloween yeah. in seventy nine. Uh, seventy eight. Seventy eight. I think it was seventy eight. I think it was seventy eight. Want me to look it up? Yeah, I, mean, I think we just I'll mentioned that like last week or something. Yeah, yeah, but I forgot already. Um, but yeah, Friday Thirteenth uh, helped with the. It per, it kept the um, woods like it started like the woods being you know a scary place and nineteen seventy eight. Yep. 
Uh, you could also throw Texas Chainsaw Massacre in there. That helped, too. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. in the 70s, too. Mm-hmm. That was pre-Friday the 13th. Yep. I think it was pre-Halloween, too, wasn't it? Probably, probably was. I think it was Because it was such a low budget. I... Four or 76? 72. Uh, 71 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, per, so, uh, 1960. <laughs> five. <laughs> I will say... Are we Peacock, bidding for something Yes. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> I will say that Peacock is becoming a good place for horror movies. I will give them that, if you're into that. Um, but if you want horror movies and uh, office reruns, it's your place. And WWE Network, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry for coughing into the microphone. That's right. That's right. Uh, per comic book resources.com, where, uh, sorry, where Jeff gets all of his news from. No, I don't. Uh, new reports show that the viewership for Amazon Prime Video is The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Rings of Power. Blake's favorite film of the year, show this year. The colon Rings of Power? Yes. <laughs> Contract, uh, contracted every week during its inaugural eight-episode run. According to an analysis from Variety... Nielsen reports indicate that the show earned 1% fewer minutes streamed every consecutive week, uh, with comparatively fewer viewers stating the, uh, starting the show in the weeks after it premiered. Yeah. Then, then I don't want to spoil things. The rest of this article then goes to defend, well, you really can't blame that, and you really don't know how to count you know, the viewerships, and then it was all this other stuff. And there's like... And then the, the what are you writing this article for? Yes, yeah. So, I mean, um, they actually know how to count viewership because they keep track of how many streams they had. Yeah, but but here but here it comes in with uh, Amazon and their authenticity because yes, they oh, spent yeah. well, two billion dollars for this. And did you know they're making a second season right now? Well, yeah. Well, did you know that they also canceled out, removed? Well, on the one hand, they're touting, oh, we have a. Eight, you know, eight out of ten rating on our what was it, Amazon Prime ratings or reviews, yeah. but it also came to light that they were canceling and deleting all the negative reviews <laughs> on the Lord of the Rings. They Elon Musked it, or whatever they did. They Elon yeah. Musked it, but but yeah. So this, so then this calls into question again. Okay, authenticity and integrity when it comes to promoting your show with reviews. You know, if you you oh we have this is our highest rated show you know this year, but it's already been pointed out and discovered that you've been deleting negative reviews mm-hmm. and therefore you're boosting your ratings up. And then well, why wouldn't you do it? Because you spent two billion dollars on this. Yep. You don't want this to fail. You, they can't make they part can't of the thing is. Yeah. I, I don't know, but the negative reviews maybe they're canceling those of people who didn't actually watch. Well, their their the claim movie. is well. How or watch the show? Like if it but wasn't I, streamed I thought, from I this account, could, and this account gives it a bad review. But I thought you, but no, but this is on its own rating system, right? Don't you have to watch the show in order to rate it? Usually, I. Don't. But I'm not 100. percent I think I can go in and put a star on. So I mean, I watched maybe a minute of it, and I oh, yeah. that it sucked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, well, I don't. I don't but yeah. they know if you. I, I don't know. But yeah, just, yeah, you're right. I, but this is their own rating obviously system that they have. People are running out spamming it with all bad yeah. reviews to begin with. But that's what they do. So are the ones that they're re- removing, are they just removing the spam ones? Because uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole integrity thing. You don't know. Yeah. According to Amazon, the Lord of the Rings prequel series saw an impressive 25 million viewers in the first 24 hours after its premiere. Why not? Because it's new and exciting. Yep. You're like, oh, what are they going to do? And then. It gets stupider and stupider. Hell, Obi Wan had really good reviews. 
Yeah. <laughs> in the first episode. Uh, show saw a spike in demand following its October 14th series finale. Season yeah. finale, not series. Yeah. I know one of the criticisms was, did AI write the dialogue for this show? <laughs> I already bitched about yeah. it so many times. I don't want to go into it again. Uh, let's see here. Anyways, long story short, season two is going to be bigger and better. But like, sure. Um, I, I, I may not even tune in for season two, but uh, yeah. So there you go. The, uh, long story short, uh, I didn't do as good as as Amazon's trying to say. And then finally, well, well hold on. You, the last paragraph, though, you want to read that? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, took audience criticisms. Uh, co show runner Patrick McKay. Said the new season will be bigger and better on every level by an order of magnitude. One is an order of magnitude. That's true. Part of this may have to do with the fact that he and co-showrunner J.D. Payne took audience criticisms from season one to consideration. Quote, the cake was kind of baked before the audience response came in. It stinks. (laughs) Certainly, you look at audience response and you see what characters people love and what kind of storytelling moves them. And explaining that while he and McKay aren't overcorrecting any of it, they are listening to people's responses. That's great. Don't go on Twitter and look for responses. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what I... What's that? Write your product and make it good. Yeah. You know, if, if you listen to customers and where to put the steering wheel in cars, yep. who knows where that would be? It's yeah, going to exactly. be grittier, more intense, and maybe a little scarier. Well, basically what, he, well. Basically what he's saying is, yeah, we didn't do that good of a job, and yes. a lot of people criticized some things that we thought would go well, and it didn't work. So now you're going to do a little bit more customer-focused, and maybe we can salvage season two. But we got Quagon at the end. He's saying hi. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> got Quagon. <laughs> yeah. Yo. <laughs> that was it. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> eh, thanks. Oh, my God, Obi-Wan's amazing. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. Quagon, it was awesome. What? <laughs> it was in it for a second. We're here to hunt Jedi. None shall escape. What about that guy? He just ran by. He's a Jedi. Ah, we'll get him later. I'm on break. <laughs> I need to go get a coffee. Uh, Perfor 1-1 Mania. We're at a cafe. Let's sit down and have a beer. Let's talk about our feelings. <laughs> Let's get some blue milk. Let's talk about it. Is that guy sucking a nipple from a walrus? <laughs> What's that guy doing over there? Per411mania.com, where Blake gets all of his news from. Uh, exactly. Terrifier 2, boo, ah. is one of the breakout what? hits of this season. And he's continued to run with a $1.2 million in his fifth weekend. That's down just 36% from last weekend's numbers, which is impressive. While the $9.9 million domestic, uh, hit, uh, sorry, it made $9.9 million domestically and $10.1 million worldwide seems slight, the 250000 budget means this is a huge hit for Bloody Disgust and Cinnadigamon. Cinnadime. Yes. Cinnamon? Yes. Toast Cinna- Crunch? Again. Cinna- cinnamon Snickerdoodle Pop-Tarts. It's impressive. Not- Number what is Terrifier 2? It's about Art the Clown, and it's a big slasher film. Uh, I would go online, Blake, before you see it. It's very, very gory. Is this the one, the one we talked about that making people sick in the... Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, um, it, you know what? Good for any independent films. They basically said they got hey. approached by uh, they got approached by studios to make it, and they're like, "But we need you to do this, this, and this." They're like, "Ah, uh, we're not doing that. We're going to do our own stuff." You spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars to make a movie, and yeah. you're getting at least thirty plus million back. Yeah, it's eh, pretty good. Yeah, so good for it. Uh, Jeff, give me some box office news and world reports. That fucking intern forgot to change the dates again. Oh, <laughs> and we're still on October twenty first <laughs> through twenty third. Yeah. 
Well, whatever last weekend was, something like the, I don't know, 5th through the 7th. Sure, that sounds good. Of November. About then, yeah. anyway. Um, number one movie, again, for, is this the f- fourth fourth week? Fourth mm, week third or fourth, yeah. Black Adam, $18.5 million, a total of $137.5 million on a budget of $195 million. They keep saying it's not making money, but worldwide it's made over $300 million. Uh, but China has not released it yet, and they don't know if China is going to, which is a big thing. Yeah, they probably won't. There's yeah. probably some yeah. sort of issue in there that China yeah. won't like. Is that guy making fun of him for Supreme Chancellor? Um, they said, oh, it's not that big of a hit. It's like, no, but it's still make, it's going to make money back, or break even at least with marketing. Yeah, with marketing, it might not make its money back if they're only at $300 million. Yeah. Um, That's sad that you need to make $300 million to make your money back these days. Yeah. Um, num- coming in at number two, One Piece Film, colon, Red, made $9.5 million in its opening weekend on an unknown budget. It's anime. Anime? Anime. They're like, well, it's not as big of an opening like as the other ones that we've talked about, like $20 million and all that. I'm like, but this is like its third market. Like, they don't even care about American market. It's made all its money in China, Japan, you know, Asia. Yeah. And now it's coming over here. That $9.5 million, it's just anything like an icing on the top. So, there you go. What else you got, Jeff? Uh, we've got coming in at number three, we've got Ticket to Paradise. It made $8.5 million, mm. a total of $46.7 million on a $60 million budget. Stop seeing Ticket to Paradise. But I want to see Ticket Will the sequel to... be Two Tickets to Paradise? It should be. Got two tickets to paradise. Pack your bags, we'll leave tonight. I'm Mucky Dolan's. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's that's my that's my favorite monkey song, Two Tickets to Paradise. It is. <laughs> uh what else you got, Jeff? Uh coming in at number four, Smile made four million, a total of ninety nine point one million on a seventeen million dollar. There's budget. another film that's doing yeah. twenty times as the number. Yeah. Good for it. Five times. Budget budget's a little out of my reach though at seventeen yes. million. We could probably scrimp together two hundred fifty thousand from friends. Well, we, and we, we can get second mortgages for two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, that's maybe. true. Yeah. Well, not from Doug. He's yeah. used them all from Disney. <laughs> well, he's on his eighth. Eighth. Doug, give mortgage. me another one. His <laughs> Disney soul. Give me another one. Disney trips. Uh, what else got, Jeff? Uh, and then we've got uh, coming in at number five to round out our top five. We've got. Pray, P-R-E-Y, <laughs> pray for the devil. It made $3.9 million, a total of $13.6 million on an unknown budget. You got to pray just to make it to death. Now, the sequel to this pray. one will be Running with Devil. Ooh, that could be good. There you go. Sounds better than Pray for the Devil. Pray! Yeah. Lesser known monkey song. Pray yes. Just to make yeah. it today. Upcoming November 4th, 2022, Black Panther, colon, Wakanda forever. What he said. Uh, seeing that this weekend. So, it's my I oldest son. I may see it this weekend. My son wants yeah. to see that and Black Adam. Yeah, where's so, Aquaman in this film? So, you're going to do... Uh, <laughs> Aqualad is in it. Aqualad. you going to do a, uh, what do you call it, a double feature? I don't know. We got to see. I got to find some time first. My wife said that she's going to two Christmas craft sales this weekend. Like, I'm sorry, what? Well, that's the time to see it. I got two other kids, though. That's a problem. Bring them to see it. Or make them go to the craft sales. Oh, that would be fun. My wife would enjoy that. Uh, top five this week. 
Top five favorite things to watch this year that we watched this year. Sorry. Uh, so this did we have something similar to this last week? Did we? No, that's just our favorite things. Yeah, yeah, that was just things that made us happy Happy. the last week. Well, two weeks ago, I have some repetitive items. Oh, (laughs) this is like what you watched. Yeah. Oh, you're killing me. Exactly, killing me. Uh, Number five. All right, what I've watched. All right, I'll scratch off Andor. No, I'm in. I'm in watching it. It hasn't. It's not over yet. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay, so I'll scratch that off. Because uh, I'm uh, I'm doing number five for all mankind. I'll rearrange my list real quick. Uh, on Apple TV about the space race. That's uh, when the Russians win instead of America. Uh, number four, five for you, Blake. Uh, number five mm-hmm. was um, I had to hobie it. Because mm-hmm. at first I was going to start off by you know talking about the the Browns beating the Bengals is one of my favorite oh, things okay. to watch. Well, you watched it. I watched it. Yeah. But actually, what more was more enjoyable was watching the uh, Cleveland Guardians in the playoffs. Ah, with the Tampa Bay Rays yep. and and the against the Evil Empire. Yep. I mean, we lost to the Evil Empire. We beat the Yankees. Yeah. We just didn't beat the Yankees. Correct. But we made them go through the extra innings. You we tired them, go, them out? We tired them out. Yep. They went through their pitchers, and by the time you know Houston was sitting there a week and a half later, yeah. There you go. Uh, number five for you, Jeff. Number five for me is Welcome to Wrexham. You son of a bitch. That's my number one. I'm sorry. I love Welcome to Wrexham. I found four shows I liked better. Oh. That was uh, that was my Hobie for number four. Okay. That's one of my two, yes. Put it on the board. Welcome to Wrexham. Great show. Uh, I was going to use his natural self as one of the characters for multiplicity. Yep. But I, I, that'd be cheating, I think. And it Dev, would be. Dev may not have allowed that. That's true. Because he was playing himself. You would have corrected. Not a character. Yeah. Uh, number four for you, Jeff. Uh, number four for me was The Legend of Vox Machina. What is that? Uh, that was the uh, animated series by the people from Critical Role. Okay. Uh, that was on uh, was released uh, in January or February of mm-hmm. the of this year. On Quibi? No, no. It's not on Amazon. It's on Prime. Okay. Uh, January 2nd season starts, so... Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Okay. Uh, Blake, number four. The other number four, uh, Yellowstone. Ah, good series. Comes back this week. Yep. Season five. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four uh, was Andor. Uh, really am enjoying Andor a lot. I read a good article about uh, basic. Well, this was written last month in October. So mm-hmm. I don't know if the numbers have gone up yet. Basically talking about... Uh, it could be suffering from a lot of Star Wars fatigue mm-hmm. and the fact that the past couple episode series weren't as good, Yep. such as Obi-Wan and the Book of Boba Fett, which yep. relied a lot on... Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian and a lot on cameos mm-hmm. of known characters and stuff. And <laughs> the main the characters are the least exciting. Yeah, they're, they're, putting it, they're also putting it up against, uh, or in the next night, against uh, She-Hawk. And, you know, having to deal with that instead yeah. of giving it its own night, like, a you know, sp- mm-hmm. spread out far enough in the week. And they're talking about, hey, you know, this is everything that a true Star Wars fan wants, and people aren't watching it. Correct. Trade you embargoes. Know. Trade embargoes. Trade embargoes, yeah. But, yeah, I love to get the latest episode again, you know, the the never-ending hell, and they, they get some new information, and now they're like, all right. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, uh, Mon Mothma is getting sucked in. How, Mon Mothra. Yeah, Mon Mothma. 
now when she's you know when she's trying to you build her alliances and, and money mm-hmm. moving, and she goes to her old buddy. Yep. And he's setting her up with a gangster, supposedly a uh, Ewoks. No, supposedly oh. a uh, giant organized crime boss. Yes. You know, so now she's like, now she's having to reassess. Jabba, right? No, it's not Jabba. It's the Huts. Yeah, somebody else. But but Watto. Now, yeah. So now, yeah, exactly. Well, no, <laughs> Watto. Watto. Yes, Watto. it's Watto. Yeah, it's Watto. No, the dumpster so, guy. The d- so now, Salinger. now, 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 she has to deal with. You know, am I in it far enough that I'm willing to do this in order to for the better off of the good? Or are you going to compromise your your morals and principles to d- achieve that end? Or hey, Blake, whatever? Yeah. spoilers. She's in yeah. it for the whole long haul. Yeah, <laughs> just let you know. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, anyways, but you know the question. I I like how I like how it's the beginning and the formation of the early stuff. Yes. It's cool. I agree. Uh, number three for me, uh, The Office and Seinfeld. I can watch those all day long. I just like watching them oh. again on, all year. You said, yeah, you're right, this year. I could have done that. I thought things are, that were in 2022. No, anything. Oh, Office man. and the Seinfeld. I, I, had, I only I picked things that I watched new this year. Oh, yeah. aren't you special? <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I, yeah. What's your number three? Uh, my number three, the latest Stranger Things uh, four. Uh, that is I, also my number three. Oh. oh, there you go. Our number threes are Stranger Things four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your number two then, Jeff? My number two is the newest season of the Umbrella Academy. Did it come out? Yeah. Oh, this past season. Okay. The latest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The most recent one came out this summer. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I forgot about it, but I would put that on my honorable mention list. Okay. Number two. For me? Yes. Oh, Only Murders in the Building, season two. Ah. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. Yeah, I, You know, can I say it is a good thing that I believe Steve Martin had come out and said, this is it. I mean, we originally thought, I, I thought this is it was like he was done retiring from acting. Mm-hmm. And But if they only finish season three, it might be a... Go on the high note. Go out on a high note. And also, you're not dragging this out for extra Correct. seasons that don't make sense. Because how many times can you... You know, have a murder in a building and suspect each other, and then everybody else, and and do oh twist at the end. I mean, you can only do that yeah. well at least twice. Times. <laughs> at least twice. You know, be, you know, before it gets you know old and stale, and people start to complain about it, kind of like Westworld. Mm, poor Westworld. Mm. Uh, number yeah. two for me. Westworld didn't make my list. Didn't yeah, make mine either. I like season three. I didn't but... watch. I gave up after season two. Uh, Ted Lasso is my number two. Ted Lasso, yeah. season two of Ted Lasso. All of it because we never, I never watched it until this year. So this is I could have done that. Yeah. Damn well, see, it. I didn't pick. I pick it because season two was this le- year, last year. Oh, last no. year. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, my number one was um, what was it? Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, so number one for you, Blake. Uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. House of the Dragons, my number one. Oh, yeah, it's so boy. Who's, who's Who's the house? Dragons? Whose house? Yeah. It's the H-O-T-D. Hot Dragon's D. house. Uh, we had some top uh, listener picks. Uh, Jared Mills had Prey, the Predator film. Ah. He got to Prey. Just to, Just make, to it. make it today. So th- that film, not Prey for the Devil. Correct. Okay. Sandman. 
See, I watched the first episode of Sandman, and I really enjoyed it, but then I kind of forgot about it. Mm. I need to get back into Sandman. They're making a second season. I heard. And there I was, there need was to go a, get back into watching it, because I did enjoy what I saw. Did you fall asleep? No. Ah. Well, all right. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm a little slow on that. I didn't get started on it, because I read an article about it saying... Is did the or no? Is it? Oh, I forget who it was. Is a two person conversation on some show? So yes, I watched Sandman, and they liked it in the beginning, and then it kind of drug on, and then we were disappointed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so so so, so the other guy was like, "Well, then why should I stick with it to the end if it's going to be disappointing?" <laughs> now that I know, so like every critic's review of every series that's out now. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number three, Stranger Things. Number two, Clerks 3. Still have yet to see I that. still have yet to see it. He said this was a tough one, though. Good job, guys. Uh, number one, Letterkenny. Letterkenny? Letterkenny. I've always meant to watch that because yeah. I've seen the little skits. I think it's uh, more that, enjoyable that when funny. you just watch the skits. Yeah. Like, watching an entire episode, honestly, gets a little tough. Really? I yeah. think so. I think the little skit, like a little five-minute skit is fine, but a half-hour Yeah, the episode. little skit with all the melon references with the lady with the big breasts. Yes. That was a pretty funny skit. Or whichever skit Whatever it watch. is, yeah. Fell down on the Benny Hill show. Was that Big Top Pee-wee? Well, I can't do Yakety Sacks. Yakety Sacks. Because that's copyright. Yes, sir. Which we didn't know in episode 20. No, no. Uh, true story, Bednar and I have turned the volume down on past Browns games and just put Yakety Sacks on. And it would work. <laughs> and it was more enjoyable with Yakety Sacks. Uh, Brian Auer. He had Call Me Chris with two Ks. Call, K-A-L-L. I think it's a Hallmark show. Oh, okay. Uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Good Rings guy. of Power. Rings of Power. Boo. Oh, God, he does hate us. Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> he's trolling. Sorry about that. No, I think he trolling. Like I this. think he actually likes those. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, we did also have. Um, let's see here. Sorry, sorry. I'm looking here. I'm looking here. Uh, I'm not familiar with that movie. What is looking? Oh, here? here we go. Here we go. Pittsburgh nerd. Sean. Yep. Had the Dragon Prince season four. I don't know what that is. Loki. Ted Lasso. <laughs> low-key. I didn't see that one. There wasn't a lot of advertising for it. It was low-key. It was low-key. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ted Lasso. Obi-Wan. Maybe it's just us. And Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. We got some more here real quick. Uh, let's see here. Um, Steve, at everything I learned from movies. Everything I learned from movies. Uh, all 15 seasons of Supernatural. He watched all of them this yeah. year? 30-plus nice. episodes of Ghost Adventures, Earth of Seasons. All 20-ish of Restaurant Impossible. I like that show. Any does, he, f- does he have a job? <laughs> <laughs> Any Forged in Fire. Uh, Maybe he's the musician. <laughs> from <Bear Abbey. laughs> Yeah. Izzy, get ready. Get ready. Izzy, you better start liking his music. <laughs> Uh, and number one, my wife watches trash, but God forbid we find time to watch three, uh, season three of The Boys. <laughs> That's that, his number one. <laughs> that would have been an honorable mention. Uh, Besada Geek, I'll give you my list when I guess tonight. That was never really in the card. You never said that you were. You're just free. You got to be more specific. Like Jeannie next <laughs> week is going to be here. <laughs> uh, Mark H. had Yellowstone. Creep Show series. Oh, that's good. 
Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Heard good things about that one on my list. The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Oh! And number one, Emmanuel in space. <laughs> well played. Uh, it, Dev. The, lion, the Lions beating the Packers. Yes, it was beautiful. That was, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Tom Brady's life falling apart. <laughs> that too. Uh, She-Hulk, Kenobi, and Trump's life falling apart. Down the hall. Down the hall. Hey, well, hold on a second. He's still around. I don't think it's falling apart yet. <laughs> they, I mean, they, I mean they've been trying for six the years. They've been trying for six years <laughs> to make his life fall apart. They're waiting until after the election apart. to arrest him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he doesn't get the support before the election. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh, what's his name in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Freddy? Yeah, he's like, Freddy, <laughs> there's no way to defeat him. He just keeps coming back. He just becomes a humorous character at the end. <laughs> Uh, bad idea of the week, uh, number 1805, um, St. Lawrence Seaway. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that it, one. It only, you know, changed and shaped the history of our country. Ah, here we go again. And, and specifically even our state. No. But no. fuck it. You know, if it weren't for the St. Lawrence Seaway, we'd know more about World War One history. That's right. In American history fuck classes. the Seaway. Uh, titles for the show? Oh, it's I had uh, Raptor Arms. Uh, I hate the St. Lawrence Seaway. Uh, St. Lawrence Seaway, you're on the list. <laughs> and uh, that's it. I had The Very Last City. Mm. Very Take last. me down to The Very yep. Last City. Uh, the St. Lawrence Seaway. <laughs> hey, we're a history podcast. <laughs> the Last Monkey Alive. <laughs> And bring back vaudeville. Yeah. I do like to bring back vaudeville. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. You know, I just flew in from Denver. Boy, oh, my arm's tired. Hide <laughs> <laughs> the face. <laughs> oh. Take my wife, please. <laughs> oh, so funny. Now <laughs> get me a smoke. <laughs> what are you doing out here, woman? You can't be out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so bring back vaudeville it is bring back vaudeville thanks for listening uh, we will be back next week and Roger says goodbye goodbye walking dead to talking heads from comic books to TV sets there's a history not so bad there's the history it's the history of bad so bad the history of bad it's bad the history of bad ideas oh yeah. You are listening to a hobby.